Good morning, Bill. I wanted to ask you about um, the first challenge of the third quarter yesterday that you had and whether or not um, there was any consideration to challenge, or if you even can, challenge two aspects uh, of a particular call, and if you did, would that constitute two challenges in one play? Um, uh, well, yeah, um, yes and no. Uh, you hit it exactly right. Um, we challenge both aspects of the play. It's one challenge. It's one play. Uh, we challenged the offensive interference, and we challenged um, the spot. So uh, exactly what you said it was, and um, when we challenged it, you know, I thought we had a good, a good challenge on, on both counts. Okay. Uh, the reason I ask is because the official play-by-play, -play, I think, only indicates that the position, uh, the spotting of the ball was the only thing challenged. So you, you did indeed challenge the fact that um, there could have been offensive pass interference on Kelsey. Yes, absolutely. Yep, that's exactly right. All right, thank you, Bill. You're welcome. Uh, next question, Mike Reeves, followed by Rich Thompson. Great. <clears throat> Bill, I was actually curious on the same topic there. Um, on the, that challenge, um, you know, with the PI stuff, with the coaches' challenges, we've seen that. We talked earlier in the year on conference calls about clear and obvious, if I recall. I was curious how confident you were that whether, however they ruled clear and obvious on the PI part of it, how confident were you that the, the spotting of the ball would at least almost protect your other two challenges um, based on what you saw on that play? Like, because I'm... I think I'm right. If they respotted the ball, even if they got a first down, because it was respotted, you you would have still had two challenges. Do I have that right? Well, the respotting would have only it would have only mattered if it was short of the line to gain. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, and um, and then the uh, blocked the block field goal. Um, when you watch that over, um, how much of that was good execution on the Chiefs versus maybe, you know, could do a better job blocking on the Patriots' side? Yeah, well, they have a good overload, Ross. I mean, we've got to block it. Next question, uh, Rich Thompson. I'll ask anybody else at Five Star if you want to ask a question. Hi, good morning, Bill. Um, hey, you're down to your third center. I was just wondering how James Farron's held up. You know, James, you know, James has done a good job for us. Um, you know, like everybody that played last night and everybody that coached in the game, there's there's all plays we'd like to, you know, have back. But, you know, glad we have James. He stepped in there and, you know, he's given us a, you know, game and a half of, you know, very competitive play. Okay, thank you. Uh, next question, Phil Perry, followed by uh, Doug Kai. Go ahead, Phil. Hi, Bill. Uh, some of your defensive players last night um, commented on, on how it was important for you guys to just try to limit the big play in the second half there. Just looking at some of the numbers, looked like a pretty significant improvement um, on that side of the ball, first half to second half. So 
I'm just curious what what sort of adjustments you guys made to um, to get some of the results that you did. I mean, the players did a good job. Players did a really good job. They, um, you know, we we rushed the quarterback well and we covered pretty well. Um, tackled, you know, tackled fairly well. So, you know, the players competed really hard. They did a good job. It's a very, very explosive offense. Um, they competed hard against them. Next question, Doug Kine, followed by Mike Craig. Hi, Bill. Uh, it seems like in the last couple of weeks, you guys have used Sonny Michelle pretty heavily early on and then maybe gone away from him a little bit. Is that just based on how the games have gone, or is there any other reason for that? Yeah, no, that's just how it's gone. <clears throat> okay, thanks. And Mike Pachaga, followed by Bob Tosi. Thanks, Stacey. Thanks. Uh, sticking with the running game, Bill. Uh, Brandon Bolden uh, has been really productive, I think, in the red zone running the ball uh, this year. And, and obviously on the jet sweep last night, uh, it was good for a touchdown. What What is it about Brandon Bolden that makes him so dependable in the red zone? I think Brandon's dependable force everywhere. Um, all four downs, first, second, third, and fourth down, so – Wherever we need to use him, I think we all we all have a lot of confidence in him. I do. I, I know our teammates do. His teammates do. And I know all his offensive coaches do. So. And we have a lot of confidence on him on fourth down. So. He's a good player. I'm going to any situation. And if I can follow, Bill, uh, has his running style evolved as he's been in the league for so many years, or has he pretty much been – you know, the kind of running back that he was coming out of college. Uh, well, this is different than college, but I think it's been pretty consistent. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. Next question. Mike. Yeah, thanks, Casey. Good morning, Bill. Uh, one, wanted to ask you about the block punt by Nate Ebner. This is the fourth block punt uh, this season, a franchise record, and uh, essentially just wanted to ask about Joe Judge and Cam Acord and this, this, this special team staff and, and how they've been able to orchestrate, you know, that play so, uh, so frequently. How, how much of it is exploiting a weakness you see in another team's punt protection? How much of it is creating a favorable matchup but in, in kind of playing to your strength, especially with, you know, guys like Nate and Matthew who, who come up with blocks in recent weeks? Uh, yeah, well, those, I mean, uh, Cam and, and Joe, you know, do a good job of, of game planning. It's all the things you talked about, uh, schemes, situations, matchups, um, so forth. So, you know, on that particular play, that was a little unusual. Um, I don't know. It, it looked like they had a fake called, and then they – they snapped it to the punter, and part of the part of the line was blocking a fake, and the other part was looked like they were trying to punt the ball. So, not sure exactly what what they were doing on that. You have to ask them. But 
but it looks look like that, they called. And, and if I could follow up, when you uh, later in the game uh, did not deploy or dispatch a return man, uh, what, what, what's, what's, what's that situation in particular? How does that dictate you know, that decision not to put Muhammad back there or anybody else in that situation? Yeah, well, we've, we've used that before, you know, obviously a, a way to put pressure on, a, mm-hmm. on the other team's puck protection. You can account for 10 guys and you have to start counting for 11. That's, you know, it just creates another problem. Right. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Next question, Mike Reese, followed by Rich Thompson. Still, uh, offensively, it seemed like early, um, it seemed like two tight ends was a, a heavy grouping for you guys. How accurate would it be to just say that that's as much as you guys have used it this season? Well, you know, Mike, we're, we use a lot of different personnel groupings, so well, they all need to be ready to go. All those groups need to be ready to go. They they know that. And, you know, we have roles for, for a lot of different people. And, yeah. and um, we'll, continue, we'll continue to do that. This, this end of what we were talking about before, the, we haven't had a lot of, I don't think, a lot of challenges to, to talk about this year. Obviously, this game was different. I'm curious from your perspective, like when you're throwing that first one that we talked about, the time left in the game, 3.07 left in the third quarter, like how much are you balancing that, knowing that if this challenge doesn't go my way, I only have one left? Like where is the time cut off in your mind? And I know part of that situational is third and four when you decide to throw that. Like how much, I guess the question would be, how much are you thinking about preserving you know, the re- your other challenges in that situation. Yeah. Well, every every situation's different. You know, I try to do what's best for the team, what I think will help the team. And if it's a good challenge, then I'm likely to throw it. If it's not, then I probably wouldn't. So I felt good about the challenge, but it didn't work out. Uh, next question, Rich Thompson, followed by Phil Perry. Hey, Coach, just talk about Jake Bailey in terms of length, strength, and position. I, I just noticed that he uh, he uh, set the club record for punts inside the 20. Oh, Jake's a very talented player. I think we can all see that. Um, he's got good good mechanics, good athleticism, um, you know, good leg speed. And it's Got a real a good high level of maturity uh, for his age and his experience. So, done a good job for us. You know, I'm glad we have him. Okay, thank you. And looks like the last question. Uh, looks like the last question to Phil Perry. Go ahead, Phil. Thanks, Stacy. Phil, I'm wondering, have you had any sort of conversation with Al Riveron since the game last night about? why things were called the way they were called, the mechanics of, of what went on last night. Well, yeah, Phil, I know those conversations that, that I have with the league or, or uh, I would treat those as private conversations. I mean, you talked to the officials after the game uh, or somebody did and asked them questions, so that's, 
that's your opportunity to do that and to, you know, you should take advantage of it and see what they have to say if you have a question about it. I wouldn't try to speak for somebody else. That's not really, I don't believe in that. So, you have a question about yeah. something that they did or what they're, what, you know, if you have a question about it, I think you should ask them. And I think somebody, you know, did or should have done that last night. That's, you know, that's that important to you, then go ahead and do it. Our guy, Mike Reese, was, was on that last night, and I get your um, – I, I understand what you're saying there. I, I do want to follow up just quickly and just ask, do you feel like the communication between the team, you, and the officiating department, Al Riverrun, has been, has been good, has been fluid um, this season? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really appreciate the question, but I think your, offici your officiating questions really need to go to the officials. You know, I'm trying to coach the team and do the best that I can to make our team as competitive as possible and win as many games as possible. So that's really what I'm focused on. And I think your other questions should be directed towards somebody else, frankly. And one last question, Matt Dolph, and then you go ahead, Matt. Thanks, Daisy. Uh, good morning, Bill. So, um, Two offensive snaps for Nikhil Harry yesterday. One of them came in the red zone, and uh, he really should have had his second touchdown in the red zone in the last three games. So I'm just wondering what, it, what went into the decision to limit his snaps but then use him in the red zone, and have you seen progress from him as a red zone threat uh, moving forward? Yeah, Nikhil, Nikhil has made progress in every area, and uh, you know there's a lot of ground for him to make up based on – you know, when he came back uh, off of injury reserve in midseason. So, you know, he's working hard at it. And he's improving, but as I said, he's got a way to go. And, you know, we'll try to utilize our our team and our players, you know, the best way we can based on all the circumstances that are involved um, in each and every game. Okay, thank you. All right, you're welcome. 